Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Sports fans, good morning and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron, on this Saturday, February 19th. And although there's not a lot of Tampa sports going on this week, there is a lot of news going on in the sports world. So we're going to touch on the Olympics. We're going to touch on the upcoming March Madness. We're going to talk about some college football and, of course, the lack of baseball. Number here, 877-448-7901. Email sports at power901.com. We'll be right back to kick off the show on Power 90.1. Do you love driving, but you hate your expensive car payment? Open Road Lending can reduce your current car payment by as much as $100 a month or more. Yes, it's easy to refinance your current car payment and save up to $100 a month. Could you use an extra $100 a month? Then make this call to Open Road Lending today to learn how you can lower your current car payment. It's easy, only takes a few minutes, and there's no cost or obligation to apply and get approved. You can do it all from the comfort of your home. Call today and see how much you can save. Call 800-871-9417. 800-871-9417. That's 800-871-9417. Call now. 800-871-9417. Terms and conditions apply. Financing is available with approved credit. See openroadlending.com for details. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Sports fans, welcome back. So here we are. No football this weekend. First weekend in a long time. So what do we take out of all of it? Super Bowl winner, the Rams. Congratulations to them. Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, Sam Darnold and company. No, great performance last Sunday. The Bengals, they put up a great fight. It was a nail-biter all the way to the end. If you're a Bengals fan, you came up just a little bit short, and I'm sure that you were complaining about some of the, the flags that were thrown at the end of that game. Overall, I think the officials did a pretty good job until the end. I don't think that one of them was a pass interference call, although it evened out because the one where the Bengals scored right after the first half definitely was a pass interference. So all things said, the Rams are the champions. Congrats to them. And uh, we talk about next year. Going forward, um, are they going to run it back? Is Darnold going to come back and play? Or is he going to hang up the cleats? That's yet to be announced. We'll see what happens there. Let's talk about the Bucks. What are they going to do? Who's our quarterback for next year? As of right now, nobody knows. We're talking about Deshaun Watson. We're talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. We're talking about Russell Wilson. Uh, no, who knows who it's going to be, but uh, as of February 19th, right now, we have not named a starting quarterback. There are people that are actually thinking that Brady is going to come back and play. Well, you know, you hear a lot of things. Uh, number one, he did retire. It may not have been the way he wanted to retire, but he is on top of his game. Most of the players that he's played with or against feel as though he can come back and still have some good years left. There's some rumors of him being a minority owner, 
of the Miami Dolphins. Of course, if that's the case, he wouldn't be playing for the Bucks. He'd be playing for the Miami Dolphins, if anybody. After all, if you look at the Dolphins, Brady's lifetime record against them is 24 wins and 12 losses. No other team has served him up more losses in his career. And actually, the games in Miami, he has an 8-10 and 10 record against them. So if you can't beat them, I guess buy them. That's the way uh, That's the way it works right now. So we'll see what happens with that. I think it's a little bit too early to tell what happens. You want to talk about Deshaun Watson. You know, my impression of him really comes down to what's going on off the field versus on the field. In between the lines, he's definitely one of the star quarterbacks of the league, even though he did not play last year. But off the field, is he going to be a distraction? Is he going to be someone like Antonio Brown, which you know keeps your head on a swivel all season long to see what happens? Is it worth the risk? Is the risk greater than the reward? So that's yet to be seen with him. You talk about Jimmy Garoppolo coming here. That's a possibility. I think that you know, Garoppolo has the talent. He has the uh, experience. I just don't know if he is that leader to come down here and win. People have talked about Jameis Winston, I think he's going to stay with the Saints. At least I think he should. People have mentioned uh, Carson Wentz. Uh, you know, as much as I've liked Carson Wentz over the last several years, I don't think he can get it done in the big game. And I think that the, the Bucks need a leader that can really get that locker room going like Brady did. Now, Brady is the ultimate leader. He's the consummate team player, and he will find a way to get the most out of you. Just ask Gronkowski. You know, he'll tell you. So what it comes down to is, as far as the Bucks go, no one knows at this point who the quarterback is going to be or even if Brady is going to uh, unretire and come back and play. I, I hope he doesn't, to be honest with you, as much as I would like to see the Bucks be in the mix of everything again next year, which they most possibly should be able to and, and could be able to with the talent that they have on that team. I, I really think that, you no, know, once you retire, I think you should stay retired. Uh, I've always had a issue with uh, players that retire, whether it be the NFL, the NBA, you know, baseball, whatever it might be. If you're of the mindset where you're done, you gave it your all, your body needs a rest, your mind needs a rest, any of those things along the lines of in your mind, you're done, you know, you want to spend time with your family, you want to spend time fishing, whatever you want to do, then go ahead and do that. But you can, you can only really focus on one thing at one time. I think that Brady, people are talking about him coming back after a year not playing. I think that's even less likely. Once you're done for a year, it's very hard to be able to come back, especially at that age. Now, is Brady an exception to that? He takes extremely good care of himself, no doubt. And if anyone can do it, he could. But come on, 44, 45 years old, I don't think it's likely that he comes back after not playing for a season. So I look for him to either, in the next couple weeks, say, you know what, my retirement was great. I realized that I still want to come back and play talked with Giselle and the kids and they're all for me coming back. Therefore, I'm going to be there in July because the Bucks need to make a, uh, a play one way or the other. What are they going to do? I don't think the Trask is the answer. 
I don't think that uh, Gabbert's the answer. So they have to go out and either find a quarterback to come down here and lead the team to the playoffs and hopefully get a ring next year. Mm-hmm. Or they need to find out that Brady does want to come back and then plan around that. See who they can you know, re-sign under the salary cap and you know, make another go of it. Is it possible? I think it's possible, but I really don't think that it's going to happen. I think that if anything... Brady, if he feels as though he is, he wants to still play, and if in fact he does have some type of um, owner interest in the Dolphins, as the speculation is, then he'll have no choice but to you know play down there in that situation. So we'd love to hear your comments and thoughts. Eight seven seven four four eight seven nine zero one. It's been a great football season. If you have followed football for a number of years. I, I dare you to tell me a year where the playoffs were more interesting, more entertaining than what we just saw for the last four weeks leading up to the Super Bowl. These games have been unbelievable. Um, you, know, you talk about having drafts so that the parity is there. Um, you know, obviously there's some teams that need to get a lot better. You have the cream of the crop, and I think that we really did see the um, the, the best teams playing in the last couple of weeks here, and you now look forward to the next season. So, if you're the Bucks, you want to find out what's going on with the players, and then go from there. Sports at Power 901 is the email. You can go to jimmybsports.com, shoot me an email that way. Let me know what your thoughts are. Do you think that Brady will come back for another year? If so, will it be here in Tampa or will it be in another Florida location, i.e. Miami? We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at the Property shopusa.com or 813-655-5000. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back to the Gymnasium Sports Fans. Like I said, not much Tampa Bay ongoing sports this week to talk about. However, the Lightning did play this past week, had a nice win up there in New Jersey. It was 3-3 in third period. The uh, Lightning just exploded and won that game 6-3 to put their record right now at 33-10 or in more hockey terms, 71 points right now. They have a break until Wednesday. Uh, That's just the way the, 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 the chips fall, but uh, on Wednesday, they'll be playing Edmonton. We're actually home for five games, which is nice. Uh, unfortunately, we can't watch them between now and Wednesday. But you no, know, Edmonton on the 23rd, then that's Saturday, Nashville. 
then Ottawa comes to town, followed by Pittsburgh, and then Detroit. So right now in the standings, if you look in the Eastern Conference, the Lightning and Panthers are neck-to-neck. You know, neck. They keep on flip-flopping for first place there. Uh, as we speak, the Panthers have 71 points to R70. So I think that when it comes down to it, you have uh, Pittsburgh in the first place in the Metropolitan. They're having a great season. They also have 70 points. Carolina's right there with 68. The Rangers with uh, 67 and, and Washington. And then, of course, in the Western Conference, you have Colorado, who may be the best team in all of hockey right now, with 74 points, and uh, Calgary in the Pacific at 62. If you watched that game a couple weeks ago, I think it was two weeks ago, Colorado and uh, Tampa, to me, those were the two best teams. They're most fun to watch anyway, and I hope that in the playoffs, in the Stanley Cup Finals, we see those two teams. But there's a lot of hockey to be played between now and then. Like I said, we have a, a couple-day break to be able to get the, the players rested. But if you look at you know what's transpired so far with the Lightning and who has played well up until this point, it's a team effort. This team is not the team that you are used to having from last year, but they're finding a way to win. And that, to me, is as you have growing pains with new names on the team. You know, you have Bellamare, which is new. Um, you have... Um, Cernak, uh, who's been around for a while, but Matt Joseph really coming into his own. You look at the leaders on this team. Stamkos is the captain. Of course, he's leading the team in points, 55 goals. 23 is a team leader, but also 32 assists, which is you know quite an accomplishment You know when you're out there. Um, 23 goals, 32 assists for 55 points. Hedman, who is the best defenseman on the planet, in my opinion, uh, 39 assists to go along with 11 goals. Then you have the players that are out there every night fighting. Tell me who would have thought that Alex Kalorn would be third on this team as far as total points go. He has 20, 27 assists, 16 goals for a total of 43 points. He's having a fantastic season. He's out there. He's in the middle of everything. Of course, Braden Point, 18 goals, 16 assists. Pilot, 15 goals, 17 assists. Sorelli, 13 and 15. Um, you look at you no know, Kucherov coming back now. He's already have seven, only in 14 games played, seven goals, 13 assists. So I'm not worried about the team right now. I think that any injuries that we have, nice time to get them rested up and come back and, and finish off the, the rest of the season and get ready for the long, grueling playoffs, which it always is in hockey. It's the toughest one to win, in my opinion. But I think that right now, Cooper's doing a great job. Job, mixing up the lines, keeping everyone on their toes, not knowing when they might be a, a healthy scratch for the night or not, resting the players he needs to rest, and just overall doing uh, the job that Cooper does on a year in and year out. That's why I believe he is the best uh, coach in the NHL. And again, if you disagree, I'd love to hear your comments. Who do you think might be better? 877-448-7901. Again, they'll be home for five games starting next Wednesday against Edmonton, Nashville, Ottawa, Pittsburgh, and then Detroit. So there should be some great crowds there at Amelie. And uh, if you're able to get out there and, and see a game, please do. Uh, now, we're talking about 
uh, hockey right now. It's really about the only thing that we have as far as any ongoing Tampa sports. We should be talking about some baseball right now. But the way it's looking is that as of today, you're not going to see any spring games until at least March 5th. So they should really be in camp right now as we speak, getting ready and starting some of the games. But with the lockout, you know, they're having these meetings where you walk in, you hear they're going for 15 minutes, not much is getting accomplished. So after you have the football season, after you have the NHL All-Star Game, which was last week, the NBA All-Star Game, which is this weekend, you look forward to some baseball. So I think that they're going to ramp up the talks. They're going to be pressured a little bit more to really make some headway. And the good news is, is that they do have meetings planned for every day. So somewhere along the line here shortly, I think you're going to see a break and you're going to be able to see some type of agreement between the Players Association and the owners to be able to uh, go out there and say, play ball. I, for one, am looking forward to the Rays this year. Uh, all the talk of the stadium and all the talk of you know, whether it should be in St. Pete, whether it should be here in Hillsborough County, the sister plan up there in Montreal. All that stuff is always you know, sports to talk about, but when it comes right down to it, you know, getting ready for that home opener, the first game of the season, is always something special in every sports fan's repertoire. So I'm hoping that that comes sooner rather than later. Like I mentioned, March 5th right now is the uh, targeted date to uh, start spring training. We'll see what happens. What are your thoughts on the Rays this year? What does Cash have to do? We need to shore up the pitching staff, the starting lineup, um, off off season trade rumors. They talked about Kiermaier a little bit. What do you think now that Wander Franco signed that huge deal? What does he mean for this franchise? Obviously, he'll be the face of the franchise going forward. What does he need to do, in your opinion? Is he the type of player to take control of the dugout, of the clubhouse, of that team, and get them ready to uh, make another run and try to win the tough American League East? All those questions come into play, but first of all, we have to get the go-ahead to go ahead and play. So we'll talk about that in the upcoming weeks, and uh, we'll talk some more sports when we come back here in a second. You're listening to the Jimmy B Sports Show. You are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. What are you so happy about? I'm on the pill. Aren't you two a bit old to worry about having more kids? Not her. Me. Uh, you lost me there, buddy. Steel Man pills. Things weren't always looking up if you catch my drift, so my doctor prescribed me a little something. Like Viagra? Yeah, but that's expensive, and it wasn't covered by my insurance. Steel Man pills. Going the extra mile to help men with erectile dysfunction. 800-748-6805. 800-748-6805. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Sports fans, welcome back. This weekend, we do have the NBA All-Star Game. So it seems as though we have an abundance. We had the NHL All-Star Game last week. We're going to have the NBA this week. Uh, There's only about another month left in the NBA season. 
And at this point, it's pretty um, getting clearer every week as to the top teams in the league. We're going to take a minute to look at uh, some of the teams. Saw a good game the other night where uh, Milwaukee and Philly played. And, um, you know, you, whenever those two teams play, you now Milwaukee's the reigning champ. And it's until someone beats them in the playoffs, they're the champs. So anytime that you have a chance to you know, beat a team with their starters playing. It says something, and I think that the Sixers had a great game. Embiid, who is having a season, let me tell you, he's my pick for MVP of the, of the NBA season this year. Once he starts to get acclimated with Harden, if and when Harden comes back uh, after the All-Star break, as you know or may not know, James Harden got traded um, to the Sixers in a trade with Ben Simmons that went to, obviously, the, the Nets. So uh, people talk about the Nets with Durant. You know, he'll be coming back now. You have Durant, Irving. Irving playing on that half schedule where he's not allowed to play in the home games because of the mandates in uh, New York, which to me is totally ridiculous. That's a whole other topic. But you do have Durant, you have Irving. Now you put Simmons on that team. Um, I think as a role player, Simmons will help them. Uh, he's not going to put up any points, that's for sure, but he's going to help you on the uh, defensive side of things, and that may be what the Nets need right now. Sixers, obviously, they're, uh, they're only two and a half games back. But when we talk about the uh, East, for example, I just mentioned Milwaukee. People talk about the Bucks. They talk about the Sixers. They talk about uh, the Brooklyn Nets. But they're leaving out two teams that really, um, not only do they have the ability to beat those teams in the series, but right now they're ahead of them in the standings. And those two teams are the Miami Heat and the Chicago Bulls. Uh, the Heat have gone through a uh, horrendous uh, season as far as distractions go with COVID and some some injuries, but they're still in first place with a 38-21 uh, and 21 record. So they're doing a good job down there in Miami. The, the, the Bulls, like I said, uh, they're tied with them, with Miami, for the first uh, seed in the East. And then you have the Sixers. Cleveland, the Bucks, the Celtics. The Celtics just routed the Sixers by almost uh, almost 50 points at one point uh, during the game this past week. What an embarrassment that was. And then the Sixers come back and two nights later and, and beat Milwaukee. So you can never tell in the NBA what's going to happen. One thing that um, I am going to say is that I'm pretty confident that Phoenix is the best team in the West. And I'm pretty sure that the Lakers are just about done. Anthony Davis got hurt with that ankle injury. And, you know, LeBron, uh, oh, he's good to a point, obviously, but he cannot carry that team anymore on his shoulders. And I think that right now they're sitting at the either eighth or ninth uh, place right now in the, in the West. And they're at odds to not even make the playoffs so they need to really put something together not just to have a chance to win it but just to get into the playoffs we'll see what happens there phoenix is the number one seed golden state is, is second uh memphis followed by utah dallas 
and then Denver. So, like I said, I think Phoenix is the, the, the top team in the West, but then you have uh, several teams in the East. So it's going to be a dogfight. Only about a month left, like I mentioned, in the NBA. And when you come down to it, it's going to be a situation where who's not injured, which teams are um, able to sustain a five-game or a seven-game series. It's really a, um, a battle of attrition when it comes to the NBA playoffs. This weekend, of course, we mentioned it's the All-Star Weekend. Uh, I'm not much for All-Star Weekends for the games themselves. If you like the uh, skills competitions, for example, when the NHL had their... Um, all-Star game last week, watching Stamkos win, um, or, or not Stamkos, but actually uh, Hedman with the, the hardest shot. Stuff like that is really interesting to me. In the NBA, of course, you have the, the three-point shooting contest and the dunk competition. The three-point contest to me is probably the most interesting. There's going to be a lot of talent in there this year. you got some big guys actually stepping up that want to be in that. So that to me is interesting. Uh, the All-Star Celebrity Game was last night. And then, of course, the All-Star Game um, will, will be this weekend. So we'll see what happens with that. Once that's over, we can break down the uh, playoffs more. Uh, let me know who your team is. Being here in Tampa, obviously, there's you got the magic over in Orlando. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that... Uh, we're not looking at the Magic doing much this year. So who's your team? Who's your team in the NBA living here in the Tampa area? Um, the Magic, they've, uh, they're only 25 games back, so anything's possible, I guess. But uh, who's your team in the NBA? If you even follow the NBA, you may not, which obviously is fine, but would love to hear your thoughts. 877-448-7901. You can go to jimmybsports.com and shoot me an email that way. You can also get all the updates on all the sports at that site, jimmybsports.com. Um, we talked about about uh, the basketball, the NBA, but let's talk for a second about there's a ruling this week with the football NCAA is not going to expand their format and they're going to stay with the four teams through the 2025 season um, with the you know, four teams that get to the uh, Final Four, play each other, and then crown a national champion that way. I was an advocate of actually expanding it to eight teams. I think that would be more interesting. I also feel that, you know, if you look at the, the college football the last several years with the playoff, the way it stands with the four teams, the semifinal games have really been tough to watch. There have been blowouts. Uh, you know, whether your team is, you know, winning in that blowout or losing, it's really tough to watch for the most part and has not been entertaining to watch the final games. Some of them have been very good. The SEC is obviously the cream of the crop when it comes to winning for the last several years. I think that's going to probably stay at that, stays the same that way. I don't see any West Coast teams stepping up and taking that title away from them. Although, you know, you never know. We'll see. But what I really think should happen in the college football system is that you play the bowl games first. All the bowl games you get out of the way. And then you have the national 
championship. Reseed them after the bowl games. Number one, you have players not even playing in the bowl games because, eh, you know what, it doesn't mean anything. I don't want to ruin my chances um, possibly getting hurt for the draft and you know all that stuff. So you have some more key players not playing in bowl games because it's they're being diminished because the seedings are already there. So I say play all the bowl games first. After the bowl games, take the top four teams. I actually say t- take the top eight teams, but they're not going to for the next you know, four years anyway. So take the top four teams after the bowl games, seed them that way, and then play. You might get a more exciting um, pair of semifinal games. That's just my thoughts on it. Not sure how you feel, but please check in and uh, let me know about that. We'll be right back to talk some more sports on Power 90.1. You are in the gymnasium. Are you paying too much for your health insurance? Are your deductibles too high? Or are you completely uninsured? If you answered yes to any of these questions, Healthcare Help Desk can help you now when people need help the most. Health insurance laws and rules have changed. If you have Obamacare, are uninsured, or your premiums are too high, call Healthcare Help Desk. It's free. New healthcare plans are available, and you may qualify for dental coverage and lower copays and deductibles. Make the free call now. Top quality coverage at the lowest prices anywhere. You may be paying too much and not even know it. In these troubled times, healthcare is more important than ever. Don't let another day go by without health insurance. Policies are being offered with very low copays and deductibles. So if you're uninsured, underinsured, or paying too much, call Healthcare Help Desk. 800-940-8099. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Sports fans, welcome back. Shifting gears a little bit to the Olympics. You look at the Olympics, you feel as though trying to get away from all the worldly events that's going on today. And when you think of the Olympics, you tend to think of, number one, sportsmanship, some integrity, some goodwill. Instead, it's it's just adding to the nonsense that's going on in the, in the world today. I'm talking about Camilla Velieva. Of course, everyone knows right now that the Russian uh, gymnast, was accused of um, having a uh, some type of, of drug in her system that is banned by the Olympic Committee. The ruling was that she was able to compete in the all-around event, but if, in fact, she won or whether or not she didn't even win her place, there wouldn't be any Olympic medals being given out in that ceremony until... You know, all the investigations were done. And, you know, can you imagine being a gymnast and, you know, working for so many years and training, you know, getting up at four in the morning to go train to, you know, be the best at at your sport and event, go there at the Olympics and not even be able to bring home a medal in the event that you did place in the top three, that to me is wrong. So whoever's making up these rules, I listened to this um, Olympic president, the IOC president there, Thomas Bach, saying that he was amazed at how harsh the fans were towards you know, Valieva in the event when she was doing the floor routine. And, you know, I guess I can understand to a point, she's 15 years old, but she has... Adult supervision, obviously, that is training her on what 
to take, what not to take, what to do, what's allowed, what's not allowed. So she understands at this point what is right and what is not right. And um, it's wrong for all the other athletes to have to suffer because of her. And it goes right down to the same country, Russia. Uh, they were, the reason it's not the Russians is because they can't even use their name. It's the Russian Olympic Committee is the name of the team that is um, representing the Russian contingent there. So when you look at the whole thing, my take on it is this. Even though they have 27 uh, total medals right now, which is second only to uh, Norway, with the has 34, I think that they should be banned. You should not let them in the next Olympics. And now here's something else too. You're going to have the gold medal game today, later on tonight, when you have the Russians playing Finland in the gold medal game. So you very well, and the Russians won it last time, you very well could have the Russians being given gold medals at the same time the tanks are rolling into Kiev, which makes no sense to me of what's going on in this world right now. So, um, you know, the Russians, they, they, they cheat on what they're doing in the Olympics every chance they get. They need to be penalized for it. Let them sit out the next ones, in my opinion. And, you know, hopefully they can learn that, the rest of the world is not going to tolerate that. So we'll see what happens with that. Like I said, uh, the ROC is playing Finland, the championship, and the gold medal game. And then earlier, Slovakia is playing Sweden for the bronze medal. Um, you know, good luck to those two teams and good luck to Finland as well. Uh, I want to also touch base a little bit upon... The other uh, incident here in in the sports again, it's, it happens to be women's sports. Uh, Leah Thomas with the Penn uh, swim team. This has been ongoing for a while now. Of course, they're having the uh, Ivy League championships, and lo and behold, the 500 meter race came up, and Leah Thomas, who is a transgender athlete broke the record and won almost by a pool length, if not was by a pool length. So, you know, the, the question is, number one, it has to stop. It, it can't continue going the way it is because all you're going to do is set back women's sports or just eliminate them. If you remember, Title IX was such a big accomplishment when you're able to have the women have their own uh, league to compete in and own you know, contests and it was a great accomplishment, Title IX. Now what you have is basically just throw them all in one mix and have them compete, men versus women and, and everyone else. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm not a transgender phobe or anything, but I do feel as though what's going on is wrong. The answer to everything, uh, I'm not sure, but there has to be something that can be done, whether you know, the transgenders have their own um, set of rules, their own um, programs where they can compete in and everything else. I mean, I don't know who's to blame. When, when I look at what's going on, you say, well, is it the athlete to be blamed or is it the people that allow them to participate, to be blamed. They allow them to participate because of fear of a, of a lawsuit or um, 
No, something along those lines. If you're the athlete, and I can only talk for myself, I would feel embarrassed to compete against uh, other uh, people that I know that from a physical standpoint, I'm, I'm bigger and stronger than. And I mean, you're talking about a uh, person that has bigger shoulders than than Phelps out there as a swimmer. And, you know, it, it's nothing taken away from the competitor, but, you know, you have to feel that it can't really be that um, much of a, an accomplishment for them. But I blame more the people that are allowing it to do it. It should be, no, you can't. Because like I said, all you're doing is you're putting the nails in the coffin of women's athletics across the board because if you continue down this road within a year you won't have women's sports and I don't think anyone wants to see that so um, that's something that I'm very uh, against and I hope that the, the powers that be come together and figure out a uh, fair and equitable way that everyone can be considered in competing but to not take away from what has already been a very uh, successful women's and men's uh, sporting venue over the years. So we talk about that, and then, of course, we talk a little bit about some tennis in closing here. Of course, we have the French Open coming up, and we have Wimbledon, and um, Novak Djokovic, if you remember, was not able to play in the French Open. Um I'm sorry, the Australian Open because of not being vaccinated. So uh, at the time, they said that he'd be able to participate in the French. He just went on record this past week saying that, you know, if in fact they do not let him participate because of his non-vax status, so be it. He's not going to get vaccinated. And if it means that he doesn't have an opportunity to go out there and participate, then he'll live with that. Of course, um, uh, if you look at his accomplishments over the years, any tennis tournament without him is really something that whoever wins it should feel a little bit um, <laughs> under-accomplished because they didn't beat the best because he's the number one ranked player and you know he should be out there playing. So I hope they get to figure it all out. We'll see what happens. Only time will tell. But we talk about that. And of course, we talk about some golf uh, finally, we have players like DeChambeau considering playing over in the um, Arab Emirates over there in the Saudi golf tournament because of the, the payouts that they're offering these players. Talk of Mickelson being over there. We're going to touch on that more as we go along in the next episodes. But I think that right now it's going to be really imperative that the PGA uh, get their act together and decide which way they want to go, whether you can compete in both, whether you can't, um, and if they're going to increase the purses to entice some of these players to not go over there. I'll give you my opinion on that next time. Unfortunately, guys, that's all the time we have. It's always great about talking with you and getting your opinions on everything going on in the sports world. The number here is 877-448-7901. JimmyBSports.com for your input. You can shoot me an email. Let me know what you thought of the show, what you want to talk about next time. And, of course, we'll be touching on hopefully um, getting the bats and balls out for the baseball and talking some March Madness and cheering on the lightning. 
I've been your host, Jim Barron. You've been in the gymnasium. Have a great weekend. As always, stay vigilant, stay safe, and above all, stay positive. We'll talk to you next time. You've been in the gymnasium. Thank you.